0: Patience is not about how long you can wait, but it's what you do while you're waiting.
1: Doing 16s paved the way for more. Love for life itself. Gripping you like a championship belt. Only way I want it. If you got it, better flaunt it for the one who earned it. I'm just hoping it's the kid kick kicking these verses Rid yourself for the dogs, doing tricks for the pedigree Slick for the kitty, but killing you mentally, naturally Far for perfect, but that word is synthetic No interference for the wax and poetic Been magnetic for a minute, but you can't force attraction The world's a stage, fortunately
0: What's going on, everybody? It is I, Gene the Genius You're now rocking with Nabra Talk 101 Today we have our special guest, Alec What's going on,
2: Alec? Hey Amen, I'm doing pretty good. How you doing?
0: I'm good, bro. I'm glad you came on NABRA Talk today. Um, you wanna introduce yourself first and foremost?
2: Okay, my name is Alec. My artist name is Art Magnus, A R T E M A G N U S. Magnus means great in Latin. Added the E to art for flavor, so it translates to great art. I'm from uh, I live in Rochelle Park, New Jersey, originally from Queens Village, New York. And uh I make music. So you say you're from Queens? Queens Village. Queens Village. Where is that? It's Right by Jamaica, Queens, if you know that is. Yeah, I know Jamaica, Queens. Yes. Not so too far off from the city.
0: How, how long have you lived there?
2: I lived there up until I was nine, and then I moved over to New Jersey okay. when I was nine, like 2004.
0: All right. Yeah. So do you, do you have, like, any special memories out there?
2: Hmm. Um, just a bunch of movies I've seen. I guess just Christmases, just the whole family coming together, Thanksgiving holidays with the whole family coming together. Mm-hmm. And... White Castle down the street. Always used to go there with my grandfather and my pops. Hmm. That's main stuff, right was, there. Was
0: it more like a hood or was it like suburban?
2: Uh, it's more of a hood. Okay. Yeah.
0: Nice. So you you moved to Jersey when you were nine. What part?
2: Rochelle Park. It's uh, Bergen County.
0: Bergen County. And uh, what was it like growing up there?
2: It's it's basically the opposite of where I was born. It's actually real suburban. Okay predominantly white, just really quiet, you know, inner, just really simple, plain, you know, run-of-the-mill American neighborhood. So,
0: when you moved there, what what were you into, you know, from nine and and so on? Like, what what kind of kid were you?
2: I was more just very introverted, very quiet, very calm. Mm -hmm. I've almost always been like that. Well, when I was younger, I was more eccentric, but for the most part... Around like ten, I started to like calm down, get more reserved, more yeah. quiet.
0: Why is that though?
2: I guess because of school. Like school, you know. I guess especially Catholic schools. I wasn't really encouraged to be too eccentric or talk too much or mm-hmm. be you know loud or you know. Yeah. I yeah. guess like that. So, so like so.
0: more pres- more preservative and
2: stuff. Yeah, like that. definitely. They encouraged kids to be more reserved. You know, be critical thinkers. You know how (laughs) teachers love to throw that word around.
0: So pretty, all right, so you live in, like, you're living in this suburban city called uh, Rochelle Park? Yes. Rochelle Park. It's not Roselle Park.
2: Not Roselle. Uh, Not
0: Roselle (laughs) Park. What was it like being in in school and having to be someone who's more uh, preserved compared to all the other kids? Were you ever, uh, did you have to deal with, like, being bullied, or was it just, like, you did your own thing, and everybody mind their business, or was it more of a they they focused on you because you were quiet?
2: Well, I guess at first, I was somewhat like more eccentric, but then like like I wasn't the class clown, but I was like a funny kid, and okay. everyone kind of revolved around me, and like you know wanted to be in my orbit because I was funny, like I just you know keep smiles on other kids' faces. Mm-hmm. But then it's like when I saw my grades getting lower, then it's when I switched over to being reserved, and this was around sixth grade, I was like, okay. I can't be dealing with C's anymore or low B's. So I got more reserved, started focusing on school. Mm -hmm. And then once I started getting more reserved and quiet and I guess being more studious, then kids were like, oh, you're not funny anymore. (laughs) So then a whole bunch of kids just stopped hanging out with me because I stopped being funny and I was more of the scholar now. What did that tell you about
0: yourself and people being that you noticed that people didn't really rock with you anymore just just because of something that you weren't anymore?
2: But showed me people can be fake and people will only be around you when you're a hot commodity right. or when you have something to offer them but when you don't have anything to directly offer them then you know you're either a hot commodity or just they actually like you as a person so people make it very obvious to weed themselves out into which group they are
0: mm mm-hmm. did you have any friends left or did you, okay so you had a, you had a few but it was like it was like,
2: very minimal yeah 3 or 4
0: <laughs> you go through middle school now you're in high school what was high school like
2: high school was well, at first, I didn't really like high school because I wound up going to an all boys high school. Like I don't like—I don't know why I did that, but it was just school seemed appealing to me, and I didn't really like it there because mm-hmm. it was well, I guess it was one of those schools where it's a heavily sports influenced school. So uh, the only black students that were really there were either extremely I, smart or athletes. Athletes, okay. And then so if you're in between, you're kind of out of place. Right. So I was at that in between spot, just out of place. Okay. So then I went over to. Uh, this place called Paramus Catholic. It's more of a, it's basically a public school, but it has a Catholic shroud over it. Okay. So if it wasn't Catholic, then it would just be another Paramus High School. It would have just been a public high school, chill, because it basically was that. It just had that Catholic tag on it.
0: Yeah. Paramus so. is another, like, suburban place. Mm-hmm. I had I had a job interview there one time. I drove out there. It was, like, I think it's, like, 40, 40 minutes from here or something like that. Just about. Yeah, it's about pretty far. <laughs> and when I went out there, I was like, oh. This is not where I'm from. <laughs> it is like it's very clean, right? It's very clean, it's Definitely. very quiet. And uh it was for it was for a job interview for retail. Okay. But like when I went there, I walked in and every like the workers would look walk, looked at me like What are you doing here? I already knew. I was already knew what the deal was, and I was like, first of all, I'm not working here with y'all. I'm here to meet your boss, so I could go work somewhere else. But you got, I got that whole
2: that hostility, that
0: hostility. Like, I'm like, yeah, it was good with y'all. Did you feel like you were a little out of place in some of these school systems?
2: Well, the ironic part about Paramus Catholic was the majority of the students there were either Spanish or Black, or there wasn't that many Filipino students. But the majority of the demographic was Spanish, Black, and then a small demographic of white students. Oh, okay. so it was yeah, it was ironic that it was in Paramus and it's Catholic. Hmm. But that's interesting. Yeah, even outside of just a lot of students being athletes, there was still like a heavy just African American or Spanish okay. um, background.
0: Nice. So you say you were you felt in between, right? As far as being an athlete and also being um, highly educated, right? Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Were you, like, sometimes an athlete? Did you try out for certain sports and it didn't work? What was what was the case?
2: I tried out for intramural basketball. It's just, I guess, basically basketball for fun, but it's a team that the school will schedule up, and that's, um, I tried that, I didn't really like it. And then I tried out for the basketball team freshman year. I didn't make it. So then after that, I kind of just said, whatever with sports
0: yeah now you went to high school and did you get into music during high school was this after high school
2: well it's funny um, I had a friend of mine who got me into like hard rock classic rock and a little bit of metal around when I was in fifth grade so my first musical love was guitar around fifth grade and I learned that and then it was like it's weird because I loved it, but I didn't practice that much. All Even right. though I had a teacher, it was just weird. <laughs> and then it was freshman year of when I was at Don Bosco. That's when I started writing poetry. Yeah. And then when I turned fifteen, well, was, you, you
0: went to Don Bosco? Yeah. You went to Don Bosco? Bro. Yeah. See,
2: that's why I was just I was out of place.
0: That's crazy. You went to one of the most elite
2: sports schools. Sports <laughs> schools in the
0: nation, yo.
2: Yeah. Wow. That's why I was just like. Cause I had the grades for it, but yeah. it was just, I'm out of place. Right, that school is known for one thing, and one Athletes, thing only. Yeah, so, yeah. But I went to at Paramus Catholic. That's when it I transitioned from poetry to rap because mm-hmm. I just I just like the rhythms of it, and I started listening to more a lot more hip hop, a lot more R and B, and kind of strayed away from metal a little bit. Mm-hmm. Even though I still loved it because I listened to metal for about like classic rock metal for I don't know six years something okay. like that. So you almost never lose that love, okay, or at least that respect for it. Yeah but around 15 is when I actually started to rap.
0: Nice, nice. So, who started to influence you uh, in, the, in the rap game? Like, did you have a specific kind of uh, group or a specific rapper that you liked that you tried to emulate as far as being your own type
2: of rapper? As far as emulate, hmm. a lot of what I first started to write was very introspective Okay. because I didn't really talk to anyone if I was just bummed out or just stressed out, didn't know how to handle a situation. So a lot of it was kind of introspective, but right. I did start listening to, like, the, one of the first artists I remember listening to a lot was Common. Like, I still love Common, and I remember when he came here to Kane, but Common a lot, this indie rapper, Sky Zoo.
0: Sky Zoo. I never heard of him.
2: And uh, this indie rapper, Odyssey.
0: Odyssey. I've heard of Odyssey. I think somebody told me about Odyssey. can't remember, though, but but then. Cool.
2: Kanye, not so much. I kind of just loved, like, I loved his music for his production mm-hmm. and just his early music for, you know, his message. But yeah. as far as me writing, he didn't influence me.
0: Okay. That's good, but, though. Yeah. So what's up? How did you end up at Kane?
2: It's weird. I went to a slew of schools I visited before I came here. I visited Montclair, see mm-hmm. Ramapo, uh, William Patterson believe that's it and then here of course so only like four schools and Montclair I don't know I just didn't get the right energy when I went Nah. it just didn't get the right energy I don't know what it was you like, didn't
0: get attracted by those nice uh fl- Florida South looking campus, I, I,
2: campus it just didn't appeal to me at that age right. I don't know why but now I see <laughs> but uh, let's see what else Ramapo was cool they had a music like production a whole slew of classes for uh-huh. that so I thought that was really cool nice and then here, I don't know, I, li- I liked it when I first saw it, when I came here.
0: Nice. So he- what, were, what was your main goal when you were going into college?
2: I guess just to branch out, figure out what I really want to do, mm-hmm. because I've always been a talkative person, more of a creative person, so I just wanted to, I knew this would be the time for me to figure out what I want to do. So I guess that's what I was really focused on, and continue music. So did,
0: since you've graduated uh, in May, have you figured that out, or are you still... F- are you have you improved on uh, figure that figuring that out or are you still trying to figure that out now
2: i uh, definitely improved on figuring that out okay because I have ideas of what I want to do definitely going into things like film mm-hmm. film editing yeah and then of course music always like that's the bigger goal but obviously not the current goal at the time being
0: okay so, so you have two EPs on SoundCloud
2: An album and an EP.
0: An album and an EP, right. So the first one, the one about, uh, is called Tales in the Hourglass. Yes. Is that the EP?
2: That's the album. That's the album.
0: And then you also have the one that you recently put out last month, which is called Your Life Happens Fast. Now, from the names of those two, I see that there's a a relation of time and life about those. Uh, is, Is
2: there a correlation to that? between is there a correlation between those two yeah, with with w-
0: not as in the content but just you as a as an artist always focusing on time and life
2: well time I feel has always been I guess pivotal in just my development as a person mm-hmm. like I definitely wasn't quick to mature I was more like you know late maturation was more of like I guess how I grew up yeah and just Time, even in like the general sense of just me just always being late to stuff, which I'm still working on, of course. Yo, he
0: was late to this interview, too, by the way, guys. I'm
2: sorry, y'all. I'm sorry, y'all. Well, oh,
0: you, you used to be late in, um...
2: And, uh, uh, what's her name? Col- Yetis. What's,
0: what's that class? Uh, cultural,
2: yeah, cultural Communication yeah. class. Yeah, time, just as far as... Just even simple as, you know, being tardy to mm. stuff. Um, time is just developing and being patient with creating music. Yeah. Just being patient with just learning how to talk to women mm-hmm. being patient on learning how to just maneuver through the world learn mm-hmm. how to drive everything just time is relative and all that of course but time is really pivotal and how I used it to just grow as a person mm-hmm. and then so I always liked I guess hourglasses and it's just that concept just thinking about just so, like telling stories or tales and then just like kind of putting it in the context of just life so I guess that's how I thought of uh, Tales in the Hourglass. Nice. It's kind of a concept album because none of the songs are directly related to the title. Okay. But I guess for the E P Your Life Happens That Fast. That's more so just the concept of it is the like the songs are free flowing. Nothing mm-hmm. feels connected really. Yeah. And I wanted it to be just free flowing, just a easy bounce because just thinking of that as Your Life Happens That Fast, meaning there was a line from Most Def. He said that in this remix to Get By, Talib Collet song. Yeah. So that, to me, stuck out as just we're always rushing and life goes by so fast that you almost never get to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, like I heard this quote from Jay-Z, he said, people emulate the end product, meaning they see the success. But they don't care about the process. The, they don't
0: care about the getting to that point. Exactly. And I feel like I've been, I've learned a lot these last few years about where you want to end up does have a lot of, uh, relation to how you get there and what you're doing in between that big Sean puts out videos on YouTube where he talks about fear patience um, a lot of different things that we go through in life and it's like more of a little speech oh, they last about two minutes and right one thing he I said, saw those right he said about with the patience he said patience is not about how long you can wait but it's what you do while you're waiting right or something exactly so why not every time I hear that I think about, you know, okay, a lot of us want the big houses, we want the big cars, we want the money, and that's perfectly fine. All right. But are you ready to put your, 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 your focus into staying up late? Are you put ready to put your focus into waking up early? Are you ready to put your focus into not communicating with certain people for a period of time because you have to focus on yourself? Are you ready to sacrifice your fun for hard work? And I think people don't even pay no mind to that. It's like, well, I got this job, I got my degree, that's good enough. I think people also forget, when you're black, you do have to work 10 times harder exactly. than the white person i think a lot of people forget that like we once we succeed we're like ah i got it and it's like you haven't gotten anything yet we still have a lot of work to do like we both just graduated but we're not done yet of course not. we're not there's the, the end goal is not even near us yet and that's because that's that means we still we still got to keep working we still have to act like the discipline we put During college, we need to take that and carry it over to the next goal we have for ourselves, whether it be to go to school again or to promote ourselves in our job field or whatever it is. Right. And that is something I think a lot of people uh, miss over their heads. Um, Do you think that when it comes to, like, the success, do you think you're on the right path as far as that goes? And are you comfortable and are you satisfied with how you're going with your path right now?
2: Music or just life? Just life and music, everything put together. I'd say life, as far as music, definitely. Life, I'm getting on the right track. Like, just right on, like, you know, you ever see, like, where the, um, there's old train tracks, right? And you click, you'll have to pull back on this lever, and then the track will just switch over, and then the train will go on a whole other way. Yeah, lane. yeah, yeah. So I'm, like, right before that, where I just hit that lever, ah. not going on the right track. I feel like I'm just a couple steps away from being just right on the right track, as far as life goes. But as far as music, what I started to do around just the end of 2016 was just, well, I always used to just write stuff, but I realized it's more important, and even if people aren't listening, to just always have stuff ready. Like, so I started working on tales like, middle of 2016, and mm-hmm. then I had that out January, even though I wanted that out in around summertime, but you know, just stuff pushes back studio yeah. you your time, you know, stuff you can't plan for, which is life. So. I had that in the works, and then I thought, why even wait to have an EP out? So, I started recording the EP maybe a month after I already had the album out, but I already had everything written. So it's just I wanted to stay a step ahead of, I guess, what people expected, because yeah. most people expect you once you drop a project to just chill, promote that, do whatever. But I stayed. I wanted to stay a step ahead of that, and keep myself a foot, you know, keep myself on my toes. So I had the EP. I had the album out, then I was working on the EP, had that recorded, and then dropped that. And then now, as the EP is out, I'm working on another album that's almost done. I almost have all the production for it. So, I just want to... It's always about staying a step a ahead step of ahead. even myself yeah. And everyone else.
0: Planning ahead of yourself m- is a good... Um, it's good, because you're, you know that your end goal is not really the end goal. So... I do the same thing. It's like, all right, I have this, but I also have this after it. Um, That's why I think yearly goals and and, and, and five-year plans are cool. Some people say you don't really need them because things don't always fall into place of that. But I think it helps you to stay on track. So if you put those specific goals for, like, five years, you might not get there, but you've built enough of a rapport to do something else that might get you a better goal or something like that to re- help you reach something. Exactly. Um, and I just think that with with what you're doing is good and it's important. And I wish a lot of more artists would do that. I feel like some artists they come out with one thing and then they be like, ah, I'm gonna let this sit and see what happens. And that's why they're not satisfied with what they get. I'll be honest, Nabra Talk isn't big. But we love what we doing and we have plans for we have plans for next year, year after, year after.
2: And you're all consistent. And we're consistent. Can't downplay it. <laughs> y'all working.
0: <laughs> exactly. If if you stay consistent to what you're doing, it's gonna pop. Eventually. It's gonna pop. It has to. Um another thing is people people lose confidence and in, in in what they do because they don't they lack support. My biggest thing is Sometimes you don't get the support because you don't support yourself enough. That's true. You have to go hard with if you got if you make a video and you po- and you want to post it, it, if there's twenty-four hours in a day, you wanna post that every hour, go ahead and post it twenty-four hours in one day if you have to. Right. Don't worry about people thinking, damn, this guy always posted something. Who cares? Right. Those <laughs> are the people who aren't creatives that don't understand commercials are played 30 times a day on your television.
1: Exactly. When you're on
0: YouTube and those those advertisements are being played for every other video you're watching, that's the same thing you're doing on Instagram and Twitter. So why not do it? And I think people lack that passion of not giving a damn to do what they really want to do. Um and the video you made with Kim K? Yeah. Is, uh, called Kim K? Mm-hmm. Bruh. Good job.
2: Thank you, thank Good you. Good job, yo. That's, that's not Good on me, job. though. That's, that's Hoos of Undefeated Losers, videographer extraordinaire. Yes. Next up, Seriously.
0: Easy. Seriously, yo. What's your message that you always want to give out to people who listen to your music?
2: The message is definitely just believe. It, it could be as simple as just believe. Push through. Just work hard. And not even work hard, work smart. And understand what you want to do. And... Believe in what you want to do and just keep your passion alive and don't let anyone kill your drive because everyone out here is trying to do something and no one should be able, no one can tell you and no one can stop you from doing what you really want to do. So that's my main thing.
0: Right. Um, so you started rapping during high school. High school, yeah. What, what were your parents' reaction to that? Did you live with both parents? Yes. Okay, so what, were, what did they say when they first uh, found out that you were making music?
2: they were I don't want to say surprised I guess they were kind of interested my mom was like okay that's cool Mm -hmm. she didn't think too much of it because you know it's not like I was about to blow up tomorrow or anything but she seemed like you know she's like okay that's cool a little interesting but yeah and my stepdad was just like "Eh, it's okay (laughs) yeah you know he's he's reserved yeah he just stays chill he's cool
0: um you're very into um, a lot of the social stuff right a lot of stuff that goes on social media I guess well, the things that go on, whether it be like politics or sports, you're a Miami Heat fan, right? Oh of course. Yeah, yeah. But you what do you think about the season
2: coming up? I think we're gonna be pretty good. I think so. Too. I don't know about you know how far we're gonna get in the playoffs, but we'll make the playoffs.
0: I think we'll make the playoffs. I think we can beat we could beat Washington. Mm. I think we could be who else? We could beat Atlanta.
2: Oh of course. We could be Washington, Atlanta. Trash Atlanta.
0: Who else is in there? We could be Charlotte.
2: Get out of here. Yeah, bro. We, we got Charlotte. I, we could
0: be. We could be top five, bro.
2: We could be. We could be top five. We could wreck anybody in that bottom. That bottom <laughs> He's at four. The bottom. Yeah, no, like not even about. I mean, we could take over like that. Anyone from nine to five. Nine to five, right? We could jump up. Yeah. Get right to either five or six. Because that starting lineup's nice. What would you think about D. Wade going to Cleveland? It's a win and a lose because it's Wade and LeBron again. That's great. That's chemistry. And Wade's the old head with mad knowledge. Mm-hmm. But it's a lose because he's starting to be a liability because of all the injuries. injuries. He's older. And if you combine Schumpert and J.R. Smith, that's basically Wade at this current state. Then it takes two players to be Wade. Of course. I mean, because yeah. Wade at his, his peak was better than both those dudes combined. Yeah, so yeah that's
0: crazy, yo.
2: Now with the injuries, he's older not the same guy. I think I love Wade though.
0: Yeah, I, I think with with this, it's not going to be the flashy Miami that we got from 2010 to 2014. Oh, of course not. That won't yeah, work. Yeah, you but you will see pretty cool highlights. One thing I know that it will I, one thing I know that'll help is LeBron's time when he's off the court. The one reason uh LeBron could, uh, was playing so many minutes is cuz when Kyrie was on the court on the floor by himself, he didn't know how to produce points with his team, while LeBron was taking a break. So now you add Wade on the floor while LeBron's sitting down. He might not be able to. He might not need to score, but he can help other people. And facilitate. Now. He can facilitate for a good five to six minutes without LeBron on the floor, and I think that's the big difference maker. If LeBron can rest for for five minutes, he'll he'll put up more production. LeBron was. LeBron played the most minutes and he, one of the oldest guys in the league, yo.
2: Doing everything. Everything. Assists, <laughs> rebounds, like, and points.
0: And I don't think people understood that, yo. Like, yo, this guy should not be playing as much exactly. at all, yo. So I think Wade coming in will help him take some of those minutes off, which will help him have enough rest for the finals.
2: And I think the biggest thing is uh, their bench. Which they improved a ton, and I feel like uh, Jay Crowder, he's gonna be that dark, (laughs) that X factor. You know, that dark horse that's gonna come out of nowhere.
0: Might not be able to slow. So you have now you have two players who can slow down KD. Right, LeBron can slow down KD. Crowder, he, I'm pretty sure that'll be an assignment he'll work on throughout the season, knowing that KD will be his matchup in the finals. He'll do his homework because he, I know he plays good defense. Definitely. Um. But this NBA season is going to be interesting. Wild man, the West—the West, the <laughs> West <laughs> it's is a war. Be
2: crazy, son. The West's a full the, war. Oh, you know, the
0: Thunder can come out on top. Thunder. They can come out on top because you have Russell doesn't have to shoot threes anymore. Carmelo can shoot. Uh, Paul, Paul, Paul George, George can shoot. shoot, and then you have Paul George, Russell, and Robert Roberson, who plays defense. You have three guys on the top of the key in a wing. You got two guys on the top and one in the wing that plays defense. So that's three of your five, starting five that plays defense. I'll take that any day.
2: Right. Adams D- in the paint.
0: And then you got Adams <laughs> in the paint and people going to overlook that. I was talking to my boys uh the other day and I said, uh, yo, OKC is probably like top three, top two. They said, no, they like top four. I said, who, who, who's in front of OKC? I said, name them. They said the Rockets. I'm like, bruh, the Rockets are nice.
2: It's between them two. I feel like OKC would definitely be third seed, and then Rockets are tight fourth. Only so because spurs, San Antonio spurs, still. Nah,
0: San Antonio not second no more, bro. You don't think so? No, man. Still they, with Kawhi? No, listen. OKC is going to run them out the house. OKC is going to give make is going to give the Spurs... It's going to be a third and fourth battle between the Spurs and the Rockets. Mm. Because I think OKC is going to be that good. Now, are they good enough to go to the finals? I don't know, but I think they can take Golden State to six or seven games. I think so, too. They're going to they give them some problems. Because Mellow... KD got to guard Mellow. I don't care about Melo not guarding KD. But Mellow... If Mellow is feel, feeling hot... He could give you 30. That's true. And Paul George can give you 30. He can give you 30. And Russell Westbrook can give you 30. That's that's.
2: And damn. even if each of them scored 20, that's 60 points that's 60 from your stars, right from there. From your
0: starting lineup, it's kind of like that's really a super team. Like I used to love watching Wade and LeBron and Bosh because they, they bro, it was like, how do you stop? They, that was the first super team of our generation. So now you think about it, it's like okay. Going, you got LeBron who's averaging. He was averaging like 25, 26. Wade was averaging like 23, 24. Bosh was averaging 20. And there were nights where they really gave you 25 each. Yep. So that's 75 points from three people. And then your other guys, because LeBron is giving assists, gave you another 10. And then it's like, yo, we you can't stop this. Right. You can't slow it down. Um, you would need to have three elite defenders to go from having them average 25 to only giving them only 18 but you need three people to do that
2: exactly other teams didn't have that
0: and they own other teams don't have that OKC just might have that that's true they just might we're we gonna see though but this yeah this NBA season I wanted to start because this NFL season has been a mess
2: <laughs> yeah I haven't <laughs> been watching honestly I've been trying not to do to the politics surrounding yeah the, everything.
0: The, the, the politics is funny. And even with what happened yesterday, you hear what happened yesterday? No, I didn't. Cam Newton was uh being in- interviewed by a reporter and she was she said something about his receivers running routes and he he laughed. He was like, It's funny how a woman knows about route running.
2: Oh no, so
0: they said on Twitter the feminist hive came out feminist and you Twitter already know yep. they went ham. But the thing is is alright. I see why it's offensive because it's like you're saying a woman don't know football, but yeah. at the other end it's like y'all really y'all never played football.
2: That's a true. Most of, women don't really don't, care about it. I don't care. <laughs>
0: so to him, it's just that's really what came out. So you have that, and then y'all try to take y'all. I feel like you, you're forgetting there's a bigger picture with the NFL. We still have a guy who started something last year for a bigger purpose, and then y'all took what he did. And used it for something else and yet he still doesn't have a job right so I'm mad that I signed up for NFL fantasy <laughs> because now I really got to keep up with my players every week or I'm gonna lose $50 <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna lose $50 and I don't I hate keeping up now because it's like you have these fake you have these fake woke owners and all that and it's like Next, I know for sure next season if these things don't change, bro, you could count me out as being. I, I even said it one night. I'll I'll stop being a Cowboys fan. I've been a Cowboys fan for how long? I'll stop that too. I really don't care mm. because I really don't want to support people who aren't interested in making a change and with what's going on. If you're, if you've been, in, if you, if you see that there's an issue, you can speak up on it you you're scared you're gonna lose billions of dollars that means you're you're a slave yourself to money and I don't think these owners uh, peep that so
2: do you think Kaepernick will ever get signed and if so where's where does he get signed
0: right now he has a chance to get signed to the Oakland Raiders because they their star quarterback just got hurt but I don't know if they they want to sign him their, their excuse is gonna be he's not that good bro he's 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 good He's as good as any other second-string QB, or even better. He's better than most of all the second-string quarterbacks in the league.
2: And what kills me is, it's like, they think he's just been sitting on his butt this whole time. He's been working. He's (laughs) He's been 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 working, he's been working out.
0: And he's been going around communities and stuff. And he probably does more than most of the other... When you think about, like, the, the players, even the NBA players, like, who be giving back, some of them do it because they have to. Like, the ones you know, like, NBA cares, NFL, right. NFL Play 60. These dudes don't wake up like, ah, I want to do it. Some of them do it because it's in the contract. Colin Kaepernick ain't under contract, but he's still out here doing this stuff. There's a lot of people who, if they weren't working, they'd be chilling. Probably spending their bread on whatever they want. But Kaepernick is doing, taking money out of his own pocket, millions of dollars, and... Giving it to organizations and uh, and and doing uh, fundraisers for men, for suits and stuff, and suits and everything. Like, you know, there's not a lot of people out there. Not you know, Cam Newton again. Call him a legend. This guy's a legend because he lost his job for something he believed in. Do I care if he gets the job or not? I think it's bigger than that. Yeah, he is he's at, this point, bigger, he, at this point definitely. At this point, is way bigger than the job. Um, it'll be great if he does get a job again, but. They don't deserve him. I don't think an NFL after a whole year where y'all were able to sign him, y'all don't deserve him now. That's how. That's how I feel. That y'all don't deserve this kind of leadership. Y'all don't deserve this kind of magnitude on your team. Um, stay with your cr- you, with your crusty qu- quarterbacks <laughs> who suck, and your team will suck too. Because Kaepernick could have given it to any team at least an eight and eight season, I think. So. Well, I-
2: Oh sorry. So no, so after after everything that's happened, would it be wrong for him to go back to a team or go to any team in general? Would it be wrong for him to want to play again? No, nah, would it wouldn't be wrong. Cause remember, that's
0: that football is the talent that God has given him. He he just wants to keep using that, you know, to to live his life and everything. But. Um, I don't think if I feel like if we spoke to Kaepernick, if if I asked Kaepernick if he really, I don't think he really cares if he plays or not. You know, some people, some reports say that he's ready to play. Of course, he's ready to play, but I don't think he's at home like, dang, yeah, like itching, itching to play. To play yeah. Like I think it's one of those like, yeah, if I get signed, I'm I'm down. Like I'm really I'm ready, but it's not like I don't think he's like dying to play football as if they make it seem in the media because you know they. When you watch First Take and, and, and Undisputed, they talk about Kaepernick like every other episode. Right. Man, I don't think it's that bad as it seems. Um, and there's been a lot of fraud people who who uh, tried to tarnish his name, <coughs> Ray Lewis. Uh, <laughs> <and> Opera coonist. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, you know, last week they, were, they came at me for saying that on the air. Really? So cool.
2: Really? I
0: don't know why it's so bad to say that, though. <laughs>
2: Well, who the... No,
0: can me inside.
2: Really? Yeah, I
0: was like, what's, what's the problem? They said, you can't... You could can say that. I'm like, it's not a curse word. It's a name that you call somebody for doing something that's... uh
2: Selling out. That's
0: selling out. That's it. it you, it's a college campus, bro. If you can't say this, take me to high school where <laughs> you, you were very restricted and stuff like that. Um, So... What else do you have planned for yourself?
2: Well, I have planned. Right now, I'm just right now. I'm just been working, working on uh, with just new music. As far as outside of that, just working, just retail, something simple right now. But mm-hmm. I'm looking for more of a full time job, Same. and then I definitely want to build up more just my savvy and learn more tips and tricks about film and like film editing and just filming, so I can at least have that experience and that skill and see if I can find some freelance things just yeah, something to actually get my skills up in that. Cool. I don't want to just sit on that.
0: I have one I have one question about like the content of your music. Uh there's a lot of times where you speak on like um things that don't matter like you know the women, the cars, clothes, uh the money and all that. And you mentioned how like uh you don't get a lot of attention from the women that you want because you feel like you don't meet their criteria. Right. As the um I can relate to that because I feel like um, a lot of wo- I don't meet certain women's criteria, whether it be the bad guy or the the um, the aggressive dude. Why do you think a lot of women look for that?
2: I feel like women like power, regardless of how it's seen, regardless of how it's portrayed. It's like a man who has influence, who has power, who has control. Okay, but. If, and dominance of some sort,
0: but what if you can still have those things without being a bad guy? That's true. Cause I think I have power, but I'm I don't have a evil soul in my body, you know. And I talk about how you can be dominant, but you don't have to be aggressive. That's true. I I see myself as a dominant figure, but I'm not aggressive at all. You ever heard this the the phrase "Speak softly, but carry a big stick"?
2: Yep. That, yes. Yeah heard that
0: because you have a lot of dudes who are loud aggressive because they want to try to prove that they're dominant i think that's where the women uh of uh they fall for that and then when they get into you know their relationships or whatever it is with them and they realize that's not really what they're looking for i think uh that's the problem they they fall for the dude who is always like loud pushy and 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 putting on this facade of trying to be this powerful dude, and they really not.
2: It's the image thing, too, definitely. Because that first image, or that first impression of what a woman gets of you, I feel like, sets the tone for everything. It doesn't dictate how she's going to treat you overall, but it definitely sets the tone for a lot of things. So image definitely plays a big factor in, oh, she sees a certain guy who looks a certain way. Mm -hmm. She might write him off just based on looks. Right, looks. So... So That's that first step. What have you learned about yourself
0: in those situations, uh, and do, and do you feel that you have to change, or do you just feel like there's going to be that right lady who's actually going to accept you for who you are?
2: There's, I feel like there's definitely going to be that right lady, because any, if anything, only changing I'm doing is getting better, right, not trying right. to. Have a whole facelift and yeah. flip around my whole personality because <laughs> yeah. I'm too old to be flipping around my right. whole personality. At this point, I just want to grow on everything I've already done and just shed bad habits. Yeah. So
0: I, I've been yeah. I, we talked about this last week um, in our relationship segment, and there's there's been a lot of times where people tell me yo you're you're too nice or yep. um, this and that. I'm like yo I'm nice because one I was raised by a woman. I was I was I grew up in a household with two women. Um and the other thing is I can't see myself being this fake tough dude I like I'm not tough but you're not gonna play me either. Right. You you get what I'm saying? Like I think there's that you gotta have that balance. Like you you, you can be like I've I've been told like yo, you look like you are you know where you're going, you serious and that. But at the same time I'm very goofy and you know, all that and I can talk to I can talk to you like a regular person. I don't think I need to curse you out to get my my point across. I don't gotta yell at you to get my point across. I just tell you, look, check this out. Boom, 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 and that's it. If you don't wanna hear what I gotta say, that's your choice. And I think a lot of people in our age range think that because that's, like you said, the image is, all right, this image is right for me, so let me get, get this one, and it's not. The right. image is just the image on the outside. Some sometimes guys put on this. They they buy the they buy the clothes that that you know that might put on that image, and then when you sit down with them, it's like yo, you're not even like that. Exactly. Like you, why are you why do you do that?
2: Some people just in up appearances too. It's sad, bro. It, it's
0: sad. That's why I'm happy. I'm proud of myself for not falling for that and trying to be someone I'm not just to attract a group of women. And you realize. You don't fit those women's criteria. They were never for you in the first place. Right. Um, and, that, and, and that's perfectly fine. You want to hang out, you want to be with those type of men, you go right ahead. Because <laughs> the, the ones that you want that are aggressive, believe me, you're going to come back with a black eye. Not even joking. Those aggress- that, that's why I said there's a difference between aggressive and dominant. You can be dominant you don't have to be aggressive. Aggressive can lead to very dangerous situations that right. we've talked about in previous segments with Winona's house and other people. That abuse is aggressive but dominant is v- totally different. Um, is there anything else you wanted to talk about today?
2: Hmm. As far as, I guess, just my music, make sure you check it out. It's, all, it's out there. Um, everyone just, I really want to inspire, like my music has been Ever since I kind of got out of my own rut of like, because in high school I dealt with depression a lot, just trying to find my way and not finding really anyone that understood me. Yeah. And just not not wondering whether or not I could really share my music. I did have a funny story about the music, Yeah, yeah. but I'll tell that after. I just want everyone to just, I want to motivate everyone and keep everyone positive. Because it's funny, what I really started with was, I had an iPhone 4, right? I used mm-hmm. to record in my basement. I had an iPhone 4 and I had two computer speakers. So what I used to do is, put my phone like this, like forward. I'd have the speaker yeah, yeah. facing, i have the bottom of the phone, the speaker at the phone facing towards the two speakers, and I direct it, have it two sides, so it's like right there at the bottom of the phone, right. and I use voice memos, and I would just record like just new, I record verses over like old songs, like no. remix, I would just remix a whole bunch of songs. I put all those on my old SoundCloud. It's still up, but I hate l- listening to that, because <laughs> it's old. But so, uh. I went from those old voice memos to your life happens that fast. So honestly, the whole thing was a process because I started doing that around 2012. So five years later, I have a full album out that's on iTunes, Spotify, whatever, EP, Spotify, coming on iTunes later. So it really is a process and it really is about just taking your time, which is why that's a major thing in my music, a major theme in my music. Mm -hmm. So it's taking your time, knowing what you want to do, knowing how to achieve what you want to do and just sticking with it, regardless of adversity or anyone telling you you shouldn't do it
0: amazing, yo. Um I really I really appreciate finding people like you because in our society um I it's not it's not that I hate. It's just it, it hurts me to to find people that had a a craft and then they just stop. Right. Um so I appreciate you continuing what you do because you don't know who's watching you. You don't know where where your music on SoundCloud might end up Somebody might find that And email you like Hey, I like uh, this track that you made Can we sit down to discuss Some other further partnerships You never know And that's why I, I, I encourage everybody out there Who's working on whatever it is That they're working on Please don't ever stop Like Ali just said Don't ever stop what you're doing um, Things do get caught up Life does uh, catch up to you, but the the if you're really serious about what you do, please don't stop. And that's coming from two creatives. Um, we understand the situations, we understand the scenarios, we understand what it takes, and um, we want you guys to understand that too. So whatever, like like I said, whatever you're doing, don't 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 stop because somebody told you they didn't like it or it doesn't fit. Or they tell you they can't see you doing it. If you see yourself doing it, that's all that matters. Um, you said you went through depression?
2: A little bit in high school.
0: How'd you get over that?
2: Music. Uh, I guess meeting cool people. Just having, I guess, cool friends I could just talk to, hang out with. But I'd say mainly music.
0: Depression is a serious thing. I think yeah. people overlook that, too. I, I hate how black people overlook that black people they definitely think they overlook like, mental they like, you illness depressed they be like you ain't depressed bro shut up and, and keep I was like yo does my skin color determine how I'm supposed to like go about things like you I think as a human being you can go through depression I right. go through depression I think we go through that stage throughout the year like you might have four different counts of depression throughout the year Um, and I think I think it's good that you brought that up because some people think they're the only ones who who, who, uh, go through it but they're not I didn't know you went through depression until you just mentioned it and you said music and that's why we're trying to tell people whatever you guys are doing keep doing it because it'll help it'll probably help you get through that depression that anxiety um you ever you know logic right oh yeah you see you seen his performance at the the, VMAs right I like that the video um was on Twitter for like a, a day. It was. It went viral. I read this comment. Dude was like, "This, this, this performance is too homo for me."
2: Well I'm
0: like, I think he's probably he comes from that hard, that hard family household. It's like because my boy is raising awareness. Is homo? How is anxiety and depression homo?
2: I think he completely missed the point. He missed the point, missed bro. The it's point, like, the yo, and
0: imagine he's—that's just one person. Imagine a lot of other people who think this is, this is nonsense.
2: And there are too. That's the sad part. <sighs> a ton of people. You read like comments on Twitter, you find, proof. <sighs> <sighs> you find some like a whole different type of people. Oh my goodness! Whole yo. different type of people. You got people.
0: people who aren't who aren't woke, who don't understand why people are marching. You don't understand people who don't know why people are kneeling. You got people out there who support Trump and try to back him up for everything that he says and
2: everything. Does.
0: And you just read it. I'm not the type to jump into these comments and argue with you. I know,
2: I just started reading them. Yeah, I don't I know why them. I decided to They're start reading comments. It's awful. <laughs>
0: I'll go I'll go it's once awful. I once I start scrolling and I can't scroll all the way back to the main tweet, that's how I know I'm in too deep. Yep. I was like, all right, I gotta get out of here. But reading the comments, I'm like, bruh. I wait until it, it gets stupid. Yeah. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> yeah, and once it's like, the Sw- pic- they start using the pictures and the GIF, I'm like, okay. Yep. I think I'm my time in this this tweet is done. Because it just shows you that in a world full of how many people? A trillion or whatever. I don't know the number exactly. It just tells you that's, there's a, a, a trillion perspectives on things. True. You can't control it. You just got your own. And. I'm, you you want you want to not be shocked, but it's like dang, there's a lot of work to do. There's <laughs> a lot of work to do, yo.
2: And the funniest part is, people amongst it all, people still trying to find companionship. Because you'll scroll down a little far, you see someone trying to spit game. Yeah. somebody. <laughs> Always. And then,
0: <laughs> and then they shoot. They have the Steph Curry. Uh, uh, Shooting from the yeah. moon. Oh, they had a step free shot with yeah. the hay. Yup, the hay, hay going into the new. basket. Yep. I'm, I'm like, yo, come on. I'm like,
2: in the midst of all that, it'd yeah. be, a, it'd be an argument about how Trump's throwing paper towels into. You a, saw that one, yeah. Right? And then someone in the comments like what's good, like I'm just because like, a girl comments. I'm like, I'm
0: like, come on, bro. Really, y- I got to do better. That's yo. how you y- feeling. you I got to do better, son. I. For so how do you how do you use your so your social media like what 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 is what's the purpose for you what is your purpose on twitter
2: my purpose on Twitter I'm laughing because I just thought about a tweet I did yesterday, but my purpose is really just to promote my music and try to tweet something that you know is worth people reading worth hundred and forty characters worth that point eight seconds you actually mm-hmm. scrolling. Yeah. But I mean, I'll tweet something random. Like yesterday I was hyped, you know, I was in my car before. I had a two thirty to eleven thirty shift and that's the worst shift my job offers ever. Dang, so no. I'm sitting in my car, I had some leftover chicken and I'm <laughs> and I'm bumping T shirt by Migos. Oh. So I'm just trying to get myself hyped. So I tweeted, I was like, Ain't nothing better ain't nothing to get you more hyped about a two thirty to eleven thirty than eating leftover chicken while bumping T shirt. Yeah. So it's like I mean, you know, every once in a while I'll tweet something stupid. But yeah. for the most part it's either my music or um, just something cool. Yeah. Something to keep people, you know, afloat. Yeah. Keep people happy, light.
0: I love Twitter. Like, I, I hate when people I, people be like, yo, I can't stand Twitter. I think it just relates to who you follow. That's true. I used to follow a lot of, like, horny people, yo. <laughs> And I was like, I can't I can't
2: do this, bro. No more, no annoying. more.
0: I was like, unfollow, unfollow, unfollow. And then you, when you meet them in person, yo, why you unfollow me? I'm like, bro, you a little too horny on my timeline. <laughs> time. I'd be on public transportation. I'd be in church on Twitter. Like, I'm not trying to see people getting clapped.
2: <laughs> yeah, I feel <laughs> oh, you. You feel me? Can't and, see that.
0: And I think if you really feeling like that way, well, you got to find somebody. At least go slide in somebody DMs and do that. Like, I don't want to see it on my timeline. And that... I thought about that in another way. When you want to do a business, if you're not going to try to take you seriously, that's what you're putting up on your timeline.
2: Exactly. Bruh,
0: I'm, a, I'm a tutor now. Could you imagine being a t- having, sending your child to a tutor who's always posting horny things? Jeez. That's a little frightening, yo. That is That's frightening. very frightening. Can't trust him around your kids.
2: bro.
0: So I was like, yeah, I, I can't. But I love Twitter because it's funny. The funniest video right now is Shannon Sharps. Uh, you just you, you with see the it? black and mouth? Yeah, with the black and white. I, saw I he's like, to see I feel, that. Yeah. You gotta see that gotta video. See that. I'm like, check it out. He's <laughs> like, I'm on that black and white hand, dog. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, bro, I think Shannon Sharp is really coming out of his show now. It's amazing. It's like, bro, and people made fun of him with his little. Skip skip, yeah. skip, 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 skip. I'm like, oh, and <laughs> it's in the video they be like skip, 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 skip. Oh yeah, so that. <laughs> I'm like, yo, oh, Shannon Sharp. Skip. If you didn't know who he was before, you know who he who he is now because he's blowing up. And
2: so. I love how he has a platform to speak. It's not like he's some random black dude on the street where you're yeah. like, oh, he's probably a crackhead yeah. or something. Like, nah, he's a he's distinguished kidding. man. Has his own talk show, Hall of and, Famer, and he's actually every time he speaks at from nine thirty to twelve. Yeah. there's some gospel in there. Yeah, and you yeah. can <laughs> take and enjoy your day and yep. learn from. Yeah, always.
0: I, yo, Shannon Sharp is him. It's him, Chris Broussard.
2: Chris Broussard. Oh, I like Chris Broussard.
0: Um, it used to be Stephen A. But the only reason why I like Stephen A. Was because he was, he was one of the the, he was like the only black analyst. Around that time, when I was younger, so I was like, "I only see this guy. I, I rock with him." So <laughs> then you start doing more research, and you start seeing these other more. They're they're just as credible, but they're a little. I like, you know, their approach better than Stephen A. Right. Michael Wilbon's cool too. Michael Wilbon is pretty good. Um, but when you see Shannon Sharp, when I see Shannon Sharp and Chris are talking, it's like, yeah, these people make sense. They cool too,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and I can relate to. They they, they make sense.
2: Jamel Hill you, too. You, Jamel, yo. She's she, she coming up. She coming they up. They got man. her under fire. Because if
0: ESPN fired her, they would have gotten way more blowback.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, it's not worth it. Yeah, it's not. Let her keep her job. And let her do her thing. Because everyone else talking trash about Trump. But as soon as black people do it, we got to get demonized for it. I'm like, we're out of place. We're out of place. We're, we're talking out of, out of turn.
0: I'm like, listen,
2: listen, listen.
0: You hired her as a journalist and a reporter. How she got there was by saying what was on her mind exactly so you can't stop her now It's like listen you're here you're there you can't say this and that that's her job and she didn't say anything that was so wrong she spoke her mind based off what she's seen what everyone else seen
2: exactly
0: she's speaking for us she's speaking for me you and all the other black people who feel that this is what this president is she's using her platform. And I like I like Michael Smith too. He cool.
1: Mm.
0: He cool. Yeah, he's really cool. He cool. So um I like yeah, I like Twitter because you c- it could be any random day, any random time of the day and you find something.
2: <laughs> yeah, my Twitter is definitely more <laughs> political than it used yeah, to be. Yeah, you going to find like music, t- and politics and then a small little avenue for funny stuff. Yeah, That's like my yeah. whole timeline.
0: And then when the t- <laughs> when the when the tweet blows up somebody go, "Yo, make sure y'all follow my SoundCloud." Yeah, right
2: like, in there. It's like, 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 right. Yeah. Like, you yeah. saw the video. I know you saw it. The video of uh bank account with Twenty One Savage. And I they're like, one, two, and then three. they're yeah. robbing the the the, the president. president.
0: That was hard, son. That was that amazing. Was dope. You know who's my favorite editor on on on, on the social media? Bleacher Report. Mm. Bleacher because Report they you. are fast with it, bro. Mm-hmm. The they made. Did you see the one with uh, Dwayne Wade? Like all the a list basketball players at the park. It was. LeBron and Russell's team, and they said if LeBron and Russell had to pick teams, and LeBron was like, "Russell's, I'll give you five hundred dollars right now to pick anybody you want. You <laughs> like, I'll give you $500. And they said, "Yo, pick that guy over there," and it was it was KD. <laughs> Russell's all heck no, I don't want him. <laughs> I was rolling some Bleacher Report. Whoever their editors yeah, are, he is on his phenomenal. job. Phenomenal.
2: It must have like I feel like it's probably a couple people. It's not a whole. Yeah, it's, it's not, not a whole ten people. Yeah, probably it's probably like, like got a few bam, people. Bam, bam, who's like
0: let's let's just do this. Download this the video, put this in there, and that's it. And I think that's a skill that you just keep developing. The more you do it, definitely. You know? Bleacher Report, I think in ten years can be like it could be the Adidas to ESPN right ESPN's Nike Bleacher Report is Adidas
2: the funniest thing I saw Bleacher Report do it had me rolling I believe it was when after Cleveland won the title Mm -hmm. it was probably I don't know maybe a couple hours later or maybe the next no it was that night Uh, Bleacher Report did they put the whole Cavs
1: team over Diddy's whole squad, you know that song? Um, we we ain't can't be stuck Yeah, go nowhere. <laughs> Yo, Ty, Ty Lou was on the house that had me rolling. I watched I that like 15 done. times. Like, Yo, this one's like song, Bleacher bro. Report on we it,
0: man. Ain't going nowhere. <laughs> Game of Zones is funny. If y'all want a good laugh, Bleacher Report. I'm serious. Bleacher Report all day. Bleacher Report is the funniest sports editing page on the planet
2: they had a hoodie mellow on point hoodie mellow hoodie mellow unlocked achievement unlocked hoodie mellow (laughs) the internet is funny if you
0: follow the right people
2: right i yeah you you can't let it get into the wrong hands that's the only thing
0: exactly like i used to follow a lot of you know like i said people who who were very like sexual on 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 the sites they would post their their feelings to what they want to do at the moment and you know i'm not mad at you that's what you want to do cool and I'm not going to DM you like, yo, you shouldn't do this because you, it's your page. That's true. The best thing you can do is just unfollow them. Steer who you who you follow on social media tells a lot about yourself. Word. It does.
2: Swerve the Trump supporters.
0: Yeah. I don't <laughs> follow no Trump supporters. Um, and also, the other thing is you can, um, I remember last week, Kemi was like, you don't follow any models. I don't. I don't follow any Instagram models. I don't find them useful. Full for what I'm looking for in people, um, because Instagram models, what do they mostly promote? Their bodies. That's it. And that's, that's it. And, and that it doesn't go any further than that. And then they call themselves public figures. I have my <laughs> that own. That de- kills me. I have my own definition of a public figure. That
2: kills me.
0: You are a figure, but publicly, you're not really relevant. If it wasn't for your body that you change exactly. you really wouldn't be who you are which which face. is why people going to hate me i might get backlash to whoever listens to this which is why i don't really like people who change their body you're using you couldn't find who you are as a person inside so you went to the exterior part and try to change it just for attention and gain you got uh what's your what's your twitter and instagram so people can follow you
2: so my instagram and twitter is am95 music same word am Ninety five music, straightforward. And that's for SoundCloud too? SoundCloud is AM apostrophe ninety five. Okay, awesome. But on uh any other streaming source of music, it's just Art Magnus, two words, A R T E, M A G N U S. So yeah, mm-hmm. find nice. me there.
0: Well, Alec, I really appreciate you coming on Opera Talk today. Thank you so much for your time. Hey, no problem. Thanks for having me. No problem, man. I'm Gene the Genius. And this has been another edition of Nobra Talk and we'll see you guys later. Peace.
1: Doing 16 paved the way for more. Love for life itself, gripping you like a championship belt, only way I want it. If you got it, better flaunt it for the one who earned it. I'm just hoping it's the kid that's kicking these verses. Rid yourself for the dogs doing tricks for the pedigree. Slick for the kitty, but killing you mentally, naturally. Far from perfect, but that word is synthetic. No interference for the and poetic. Been magnetic for a minute, but you can't force attraction. The world's a stage, fortunately.